Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You're here with your host, the Viking. And the watery bourbon cowboy. Slightly moist bourbon cowboy. Yeah, even from last night. I mean, hell. We were, it was cart night in St. Louis. Moist. Is that like a thing thing? Or was that just what you guys do with a lot of people on carts? Uh, believe it or not, we're one of the few. Oh, really? I didn't know if like, I mean, there's a lot of people like... that have carts, but not a lot of people that go all over downtown and oh, yeah. all over. You know, they take, yeah. they do it in their neighborhood. Like, somebody just pulled up on one right there. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what's pretty cool. The, the cart community I in St. Awesome. Louis is pretty dope. You know, it's not like, I mean, you see it in other places, but you're talking like lakefront or beachfront. You know, you don't you don't need a freaking car. You know what I mean? Zip around on a on a, a golf cart or, or do anything like that. And, you know, whatever. But it's cool. So, all right. Well, we are here at the uh, Aqua Farm. We're back. First time this year podcast at the Aqua Farm. What a day, though, man. I mean, oh, I yeah. am so stoked. Last Dude, it's better than... Yeah, actually, actually, yesterday wasn't bad either. You know, we had the little party for, for uh, Aaron's stuff. And, you know, I tell you, heated the water to, like, I think it was 78 I had the water heated to. And then it was sunny. The wind kind of stopped by, like, 1 o'clock. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we got in the water. We jumped, got into the water and had the hot, had the hot tub open, had the hot tub at, like, 98 and just bouncing around. It was nice. And then today, it's I think it's warmer today. I think it got yeah, warmer today. Degrees, but still, the humidity is not really that big. At all. And there's no, as I said, the wind starts blowing. There's barely any wind today versus, you know, yesterday. Uh, there were some pretty big gusts at some points. I mean, they were moving umbrellas and stuff yesterday. But it eventually died out and went away. And then everything joined up cool. So I'm going to let the Bourbon Cowboy tell you what we're drinking. And then we're going to show you guys this, the Patreon, if you see this. These are the ever so wanted and desired butcher cuts from pete johnson at tatuaje uh the newest of this release this year like when you look at this this is remnants um or remembrance from pete's cuts uh the butcher cuts the pork chops the buttery loins all these releases that tatuaje had in the in the meat packing paper in uh like 2009 10 11 12 like back then um so we're really excited about this. Um, obviously, you're going to see on the band, it does say Tuxla. Um, if you guys remember, Tatuaje over the past uh, probably eight months, you've been seeing the Tuxla renditions come out. Uh, you had the Cohertes that were in them, and then you had the three different, uh, the Avion, the Kappa Special, and the T110 that released with um, the Tuxla. And we're going to get into that about all this sudden use of San Andreas. I, I have a almost proven conspiracy theory on it as to why you're seeing it so much but yeah we were able to pick these up and a uh, big shout out to jimmy at grand crew for just holding this behind and not letting it go yeah. i got more of these for you too but all right so what are we drinking guy what i'm excited about this one we're going big boys well, we're going big <laughs> yeah listen me and 
Mark know that I've been an old fixture old fan since these decanters and these bottle and bonds um, came out because you know the story of old Fitzgerald goes right back to um, Pappy Ben Winkle and um, back at uh, I can never say Stetzer Weller Stetzel Stetzel Weller Stetzel whatever Stetzel Stetzel anyway so I've had Pappy of course you know the crazy prices and not that old Fitzgerald prices haven't gotten a little crazy too but a little I think it's better uh, bourbon and the kind of the crazy thing is Mark grabbed a bottle of 19-year-old bottle and bond. I mean, first of all, 19 years, that is fucking stretching it, man. And we, I mean, we do know with that notion, uh, Bob Hess, the master still over Heaven Hill, has actually come out and stated that you're not going to see Old Fitzgerald for a little while. Like, they're not going to keep pushing that, that number. So this 19 is the, the last Old Fitz you're going to see for a while. Oh, and, and any number. Any number, yeah. Oh, really? Old I didn't Fence hear is that. Old Fence is going to take a break. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so I told Mark, he's had it, I've had it. Sometimes when I have a bourbon, depending on uh, if I'm smoking, if I'm eating, or whatever, it can taste different. Yeah. It's just like with a cigar. I feel like you need to, you need to smoke a cigar. Like, the purple, I, and I can't remember the years, but maybe it was 21. Is that the purple Las Caveras? I know. See, that's what I'm saying. So I just say the yeah, purple. Yeah, 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 because 19 was red, yeah, 20 was yellow. And then yellow. No. Purple, oh, then yellow, it was 20. Blue. Purple, yellow, blue. Yeah, 20 was purple. Okay, yeah. so the 20, I smoked that three times, and then all of a sudden I got it, and I loved it. And it's still one of my favorite. That's why I put it on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I can't You don't get have to, to take it. the effort to dig to it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I fell in love with it. And it's the same thing with Old Fitzgerald. I, uh, we got him all the way from 8 all the way up to 19. So I asked him to bring it. We would try it. And then I have probably two inches of 15 and two inches of a 13 and we're just gonna see because I, I suspect what's gonna happen is is the 19 is it good sure it's good but are you getting those really high intense levels of richness and spice right I think this is gonna be a little weaker I think you said maybe it's a little overcooked at it's 19 gonna be a little years. more mellow I just yeah. don't think it's gonna have all of those intense flavors um, and richness, but we'll just we'll, we'll just see. see. Well, let's cheers this. Yeah. I'm excited about that, and then let's get your cigar cut and everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, I'm like drilling into the. I'm raising the levels of water in the pool. Now you see. I mean, it's 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 old fits, right? I mean, there's no argument there. Those the vanillas, the cherries, the what's honestly not present that yeah, I haven't thought about this until we're doing this now. There's not a lot of the oak, or there's not a lot of the wood. It, it doesn't for me. It's not not sitting there. Hmm. But I don't know. We'll sip into it. Yeah. It's cool. This, this is actually my first ever personally owned bottle of Old Fitz, so I'm very excited about that. It's a cherry <laughs> popper. I've got, I've got all the empty bottles. I've never had one that, that I've, I've emptied personally just having it. So, I'm really cool. Shout out to uh, Vinny at Vittori for, for setting that up. That was awesome. 
we're gonna be doing a, a cool dinner event there uh, at some point. We just gotta get it planned up. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh -oh. Don't worry, don't worry, I came prepared. Oh. As I say that, let's make sure. As I got in the water and mines, because everybody was using my lighter last night. You know, I was thinking about, you know, we've be talked before. I'm have to use yours this time. You know, we've talked before about like how often do we have a certain bourbon or a type of bourbon or a spirit or whatever without a cigar. I did it a lot this past week. Um, just trying different things. And I was just in positions where you couldn't smoke. I mean, there was no, no way, no way you were having a cigar, right? Just couldn't do it. And it was kind of cool. Try like I, um, I had a lot of E.H. Uh, Taylor single barrel. That's what, pretty much what I was drinking most of the week. Wow. And uh, can't go wrong with no, that, buddy. sir. No, sir. And you want to talk um, like one of the most serious expressions of vanilla that I've ever found just drinking on a whiskey with no no interference on it. I'm sitting at this bar by the pool, right? Inside, you know, temperature inside, what? Keep it 71, 72. Um, boat's not rocking to anything crazy and just sitting there and sipping on it. It just got sweeter and sweeter. Like every time I sipped it. And every time I try it, and then I like I'd go into the cigar lounge, and I'm sitting in there, and I order of I order double of it. And I'm sitting there and having a cigar, and that vanilla just never left my palate from drinking it. it was, and I think it's because I did it without any influence before, right? But then that does go to show I did enjoy it much more with the cigar. Like it was phenomenal with the cigar. You know? Yeah, that's you know that's just something that we've that's our podcast. We do it with cigars. <clears throat> yeah. Because when I first had it, what, what, is it, what is the name of Vince? That Vitor, Vittoria. Vittoria. Vittoria, yeah. Not Victoria. No, no, v v Victoria without a C. Right, yeah. okay, Vittoria. I had, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't smoking a cigar in there, so I had it without, and it was much different. And even today it's different. Yeah. That's why I'm just saying, you know, be quick to judge. I mean, you can judge that particular time right but well this is also unique too because we've talked about this so many times and we yes we've done it together but we haven't done it like this on the podcast we're actually going to compare the old fences to each other yeah you know what i mean like we did it with um what we did it just recently with something um was it ezra old ezra we did the rye and then we did the wow. the bourbon or was it am I, maybe it was the wild turkey when we did it we did a couple bookers Oh yeah, we did the the Aussie bookers against the your states release bookers. We did that with the Mad Russian, right? That is yeah, place? we did it at the Mad Russian's place because he had gotten a bottle from Australia. Yeah, the, the the yeah, and we come to the conclusion we knew exactly what it was. Yes, and then come to find out it's exactly what it There's was. There's nothing really yeah. different. Maybe some of the labeling is different. Yeah, or whatever. they change. Yeah, they change like the, ver the the writing, and it doesn't have the tasting notes because probably you know law in Australia you can't do that with the to make a spirit more appetizing. Um, but so we are smoking the butcher cuts um, and my little rumor that's been going on. So all of this tux though that you've been seeing around these cigars over the past five, six months, um, San Andreas wrappers actually not used very often at all inside Pepin's portfolio. And when you go back to that news release we talked about, I want to say it was back in February where Tatuaje was discontinuing those 22 lines. Most of that list was all broadleaf because there's a broadleaf shortage, right? 
Now, you can take some broadleaf, and I mean, you could definitely do this with a lot of wrappers. I'm not saying this is specific to these two, but you can take this San Andreas and put it up against a, a Habano broadleaf, right? And they're gonna look exactly the same. They're fairly close to each other in mouthfeel and texture. Um, on an overall basis, obviously you can age differently to create different things, right? But what I think this entire playout was is they were introducing all this San Andreas into the market through this Tuxla, and it was the feel, the feel out. Would it work? And then they released the butcher cut. This is the first 25 count box of San Andreas. It's obviously you know, packaged the way it is of San Andreas that come out of Tatawahe in some time. And what's the rest of the bill? It just says Nicaraguan binder filler. So it's, it's going to be Pepin stuff. Um, and then San Andreas Tuxla, right? So we, we found out that Tuxla is the region in Mexico where they grow this wrapper. We found that out with the the 110s, I think. Or, yeah, the Kappas, Avions, whichever they were. Uh, but that's what I think. I think that's what it was. And I've asked, you know, everybody I know is close up to Pete as I can get. And it's all but not, it's all but been denied. You know what I mean? It's not like, yes, that's the plan. But it kind of seems that that's the track that it was running on. It's just kind of cool to, you know that happens in every business. They slowly introduce something into the market to see if it's going to take or it won't. It's really cool to see this slowly introduce and then come to fruition. And obviously it took because now you can't find these damn things anywhere. You know, it's one of those. And it could be a lot of the fanboy stuff, right? You know, you know one, what's one of the largest things that Tatuai is going for? The fanboy status. If you're, if you're a Tatuai fan, you're a Tatuai fan, you know? Yeah, but he... You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, Rocky Patel, and um, the nice thing, like, okay, for example, Rocky Patel is more than a cigar. Yes. He's a fucking brand. Yeah, 100%. He has multi-million dollar bars that you're allowed to smoke in, buy merchandise, go to through their humidor, party, dance, I mean, and then he's got merchandising and he's got skews out the ass. He has built a brand. The nice thing about Tatuaje, uh, as far as the boutique line, he's got a following, mm -hmm. right? He's got, he puts out cool stuff that the boys like. And I'm not saying girls, I'm not excluding girls, but it's like, okay, you got the Monster Series always to look forward to uh, around Halloween. Now he's had the, um, you know, the Christmas calendar. The Advent calendar, The Advent yeah. collar. And then he's got, you know, just a wide range of stuff that you can hook onto with the surrogates and the latte air. <laughs> I know every time I try to say it and you're looking at me, you're like, oh, God, he ruined that. Anyway, no, no, I don't care. I, I don't care. I I'm, not, I'm not I even saying it. anything. I don't care. I love and, it. And, you know, um, Casey? Yeah. He said, don't worry about it. Everybody knows yep. it. Yes, he did. Yes, I he go, did. Why, why, why make a name so difficult? Nobody can get to go back. Yeah, right. anyway, <laughs> but I do love that cigar. But, I mean, there's a lot going on with Tatuaje for guys to always look forward to and have fun with. And I think yeah, and, there, and there's a lovely uniqueness to everything that happens in Tatuaje, too, which, which I think is great. By the way, the face was confirmed as the monster this year, so it is still going in order. Um, so that'll come September, right? October, whichever. The Redux, next I Redux. Like but this is very good, man. I mean, it's I got a it, different flavor. Profile. It's chewy. 
Like it's there, it's dense smoke. Like you can you can hold it. It's, it's I, I, the only thing I can say about it is it's chewy. So I told Jimmy I was like he's like what do you think I was like it's it's a chewy smoke. It's cool. Well, when you mean uh, chewy, because you're like trying to wet your palate, it mm -hmm. dries your your mm -hmm. palate out. Yeah, it's when you let the smoke go from the cigar, you do get. When I say cotton mouth, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say that it does kind of dry everything out a little bit, but that induces a lot of the spices you taste too, right? But after that, it's like you're still, there, it's still you're still tasting it, it's still there. You're trying to gum it up. That's what I find in the cigar. As you smoke through it, it's, it, it's I like it. And I love the size on it. I like the little pigtail cap, the closed foot at the end of it. It's a great size cigar. Hey, Janine, would you bring my uh, phone out when you come out again. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, got a little surfer girl here this afternoon. <laughs> Tanny. Um, that's good because she grabs some stuff for us here. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I love it, man. I, I really, really do. And since we're talking Tatuaje, you've really fallen in love with that Siri P. We were talking about it before the podcast. That Siri P that I gave you? The one that I just asked you yes, about. Yes, the white and red. Yeah, because when I was up in KC, I asked the outlaw guy about them and I showed them a picture of it. They said, no, I don't, we don't have that. And they didn't know anything about it really, to be honest with you. That was one I was worried was gonna disappear because I've honestly, next to like, you know, in, in all fairness, next to uh, Jimmy really, that has been, you know, he's been smoking Tatuai since his inception, right? There's not many people I know that, that regularly smoke that cigar, at least around here, that know the Siri P. And I think when it comes to, like, if you know how sometimes we talk about th there's certain things that just have a definitive taste to it and there's just no argument about it. Like, if you're going to use that flavor, it's going to be that flavor. When I talk about floralness in a cigar, I'm talking about the way the damn Siri P smokes. That's what I'm talking about. I think it's the most floral cigar I've ever had. Well, I know I was really surprised when I smoked it because, you know, it's just like Booker's. You get a Booker's and yeah, that's just a solid yeah, right. Booker's. And then all of a sudden, there's one comes along like Boston Batch or some of the ones we've obviously shiny talked barrel about. Was probably but the same banger. thing with a cigar, man. I just, you gave it to me and I, I think I've had it twice. I think I've had it twice with you. And the second time, I was like, God damn, this is really different. A little different taste profile. That same really size, like too. It. I love that Robusto. That size on that cigar. I love that cigar. It's great. And I want more people to smoke it, man. Like, I'll tell you, it's you can get a box of 20 of them for, I want to say it's $91. Yeah, They're we're going to be ordering that today. They are not an expensive cigar. But it's but it's unique to me because, in all honesty, too, the only humidor I've ever seen it in is the Fox Cigar Lounges in Phoenix and Gilbert, like, in Arizona. Like the, the, that's the first time I saw it. It was the first time I had it. It's the first time I found out what it was and went reading. But it's funny because if you go on Tatuai's website, you can go into the products and it, it, you can see all the sizes on it. It shows you everything. It's it's a staple product in the portfolio. It's just not something I see a lot. Well, we're going to get some. I like it. Oh, yeah. While we're on the subject of cigars, because we're catching up. I haven't seen the Viking in three weeks. He's been on a voyage, the Viking. Yes, I went underway. I did. Yeah, and he's been doing some camping, so we haven't had time to uh, catch up. But going down to the humidor, you know, whatever I'm doing, and going to have a smoke for the day. Thanks. Um, I try to pick something a little different that I haven't smoked in a while. And the other night, I had 
um, Luciano's Lucia. Um, the Maria Lucia? Maria yeah. Lucia. Yep. And, you know, this is all homage to Luciano. I mean, all of his cigars are just smooth. I, I don't know how a yeah. better way to put it. They're they, just smooth. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, now that's a box press, but it did not disappoint. I really enjoyed it, but it's like the Sargent. It's like the Fiat, the yep. Lux Fiat. Yep. I mean, all of them are just smooth. His Traveler, I mean, they just have a really good vibe to them. Um, the smoke is, all the flavors are good. Nothing like overpowering, but full body. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I wanted to put that out there. I've seen Luciano being a little more active. Didn't we see him dancing? Yeah, he was totally on dancing Instagram and karaoke and everything. Yeah. yeah, he's been doing little bips on there. Well, he's back to, you got to think, you know, after the, the split from Crown Heads and then Tabacalera Pachardo uh, turning into Luciano cigars or however that worked out. Um, he's not only the, you know, he was the face of the company, right? But he's not only the face anymore. He's it's his shit now. You know what I mean? Like his name's on it, you know, completely well, from from top to bottom now. From however that thing went down, I mean, come on, let's let's be realistic about it. I mean, I think that was inevitable. I'm sure. However, it was going to happen. I think that was Anyway, yeah, I thought it was inevitable because Luciano is the head. You, you can see him being a, uh, a Sarah, uh, what I'm saying, um, the master of, is it the master of ceremony or MC, whatever, yeah. master of ceremony. Yeah. He's that kind of front guy. He just yes. is. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I love Tatuaje, but I don't openly see too much of Pete Johnson. Well, yes, because he's not, you know, that's one, you look at that too, like, Tatuaje is 25, 20 years old. Yeah. You know, 10, 12 years ago, you saw Pete out more, you know. But now it's, you know, it's, it's a good Has thing, John right? John never been out? Crown John, John, used to, John used to travel a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but again, it gets to the point now that's where, point. you know, I think, shit, I think, Last year was the first time he didn't attend the Paniolo release in Hawaii. And I, you know, it just, um, you, know, you hope it is this. It's the company's getting to a point where, you know, you're needed more centered and more stationary than to be bouncing in, out, and around, you know? So we do know that, speaking of Crown Heads, we do know that Ernesto Carrillo is doing the Calaveras this year. That was put out. So we got one year. What competing. would I have smoked that would be close to what you think uh, is coming out? Well, I have no idea what the blend is, yeah. but uh, you got to think Ernesto did 2000. Oh, I might get the years wrong, but he, he's done five of the Calaveras. Pepin's done the others. Oh, okay. uh, but. The inside, I mean, it, w it would be hard right now. I mean, there's some Carrillo that you that I know you've liked. There's, you know, we kind of agree in that. There's a couple that are bangers, then the rest are just not not a cup of my cup of tea. Our cup of tea. I'll speak for us both on that one. Um, yeah, we but it'll be curious, man, because the again, like the sizes that Calaveras is going to come in aren't typical sizes that you see from Ernesto, right? A little different makes and blends, etc. And, and hopefully, you know, I know it gets harder and harder when you do it, but it'll be a completely different blend than anything he's done, you know? So, it'll be cool. 
So we're expecting that out in the next couple months. I, normally, right? Calaveras comes in July. July. Yeah, normally it comes in July. Um, it's May, and there hasn't been any no colorway, yet. nothing. I mean, last week, John put a picture up on the Crownheads Instagram that said revealing soon. It was the four naked cigars, and then we swiped over. It was his Calaveras ring, so you know that's what it is. But there's no colorway anything yet. We don't know. And I'm kind of curious. This is my favorite time every year of what the colorway is going to be. You know, you went baby blue. With a, still, with a white box. I, you know, that's the one thing I do wish the... You know, and again, it doesn't matter what we think. I wish the boxes had stayed black. Because now, like, you know, I've got from 17 up, right? They're all black but one. Yeah. <laughs> the one box isn't black. But... It'd be cool. You know, we still need a pink. We need an orange. Um, shit. All the other primary... I mean, what? There's been a... There's, we've got blue, black, red, white, yellow, green. Well, whatever. Purple. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm excited for it, too. You know I mean? It's... um. It was awesome that Pepin stepped in and did 22, which is right now that's, you know, that, that Calaveras is up there for me. It's, I mean, it's, it ranks right in with 17 and 14, I think, and they're, it's the fucking, the Calaveras. Um, it'll just be cool to see what, what comes out, you know. Um, speaking of that, that big goat, and then we'll kind of move away from, like, deep nerd cigar talk for a moment, but we talked about Fuente's factory burning down. A million pounds of tobacco went up into... Into flames. I think it was last week. End of last week, maybe. Yeah, that's um, what. I mean, something just is going on there. I mean, come on. How many times have you say that's happened? It's a couple, man. I mean, I said we were talking about it. It's a. Uh, I want to say it was February that we talked about Caldwell and Lost and Founds factory went up in in the Dominican Republic as well. And that's not a very stable country, right? There's always a lot of shit going on there. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Central America, man. Like you know. It, Yes, I'm sure, you know, parts are stable, but, you know, it's also like, you know, when you get into Nicaragua, right? Like, the city of Managua is fine, you know, it, it's good. But then, you know, if you want to get to Esteli, it's not necessarily, Esteli's great, but it's a trip from Managua to Esteli, right? Like, what do you, you know, you jacked up by some pirates somewhere or something, you know, but, uh, yeah, crazy, man. I, I can't believe that. And it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, people ask, like, oh, my God, what's he going to do production? And what's funny about that is, like, you probably won't see any issue in production this year or next year. But in the next three, four, five years, there's going to be a line that doesn't quite get the attention it normally does. Because you know it was wrapped up in that million pounds. <laughs> That's the thing about a million pounds of tobacco. That's crazy. That is a lot. Like, I don't even know what it would look like, you know. It'd be curious. Yeah, I like this. I don't know. Yeah, this is very good. Doesn't taste anything like pork chops, but no, no, no. it's pretty good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta say, I like this 19 better than I thought I was. Yeah, I do. Now, I mean, what it's I drank be... out of what I think is really crazy. It wasn't this bottle. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. There has been, you know. This is a different bottle, and I think this holds up a little better than the one I had off his shelf. Right. I mean, it almost, and I hate to say this, but it almost kind of tasted a little watered down. Um, it was weak, and this is much better. Um, so, quick question, um, 
and maybe I have the answer, maybe I don't. But 19 is, I would call that a black label. 15 is a black label. Yep. 13 is a green label. And I think what I remember about this Oh, those are distinctly different, aren't they? Yeah, I think the darker labels, I think I have some that are almost a dark uh, burgundy, but it's gift shop only. Yeah, I had asked you about that before because 14, 14 and is it 16 or 17? Well, they were the they were the gift shop ones and their labels are red. Well, I wonder what the deal with the black label is then, because that's... Maybe they that just is tinted? It is, yeah, it is. Different tint. I mean, so that's the spring of 19 release, fall of 19 release, and then fall of 22 release. So... Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money, but the juice is amazing, so... Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know what else it's, to say. We're gonna... It's good. It'll be cool, though. This is actually really exciting because we're consciously going between the years, right? So 19, 15, 13, it's almost, no, not really. I mean, it'd be drop four years, then drop two years, but it'll be kind of cool to see, you know? So but, where, do we, where do we go next? Do we, this is what's fun and kind of confusing about it, right? Do we go to 15 or do we go to 13 and then come back to 15? I think we go 15, you know? we go down go because, down? I mean, it's gonna be interesting because there's just no freaking way that 19 is gonna hold up. Each year we go down, in my opinion, should get better. I mean, I've always heard, you've watched them, I've watched them, somewhere around eight, nine years is a sweet spot. Right, but we've we've also argued that together, right, against that because, you know, Old Fitzgerald is the one proponent, right? 19 years old, that's still damn good whiskey. Hell yeah. Right? But not what's what's the what roof paying for, man? No, I know, I know. I'm, but um, that's the one. I pulled the trigger on the one. I'm not right. That's it. Well, I'm not, it I doesn't mean, happen even again. If you but pulled the trigger on the first one. Even the first one was I don't know 200. Yeah. I mean they're all expensive. Yeah. But, but um, that's my. Sorry. I think you've got some of the best juice ever put out. So I mean, it's just it's it's fantastic. Yeah. But my theory would be because it's a bottle and bond, it's not a blend. So I mean, right? You know, with older 19s, like okay, so that's a little weak. So we're gonna put a little eight or some ten in there, and right, but you, know, you can't do that. Not in a bottle and bond. Right. That's what's so amazing about Old Fitzgerald. I mean, they're the bottle and bond kings, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, but it also comes to oh uh, yeah. There's no argument with that. I I didn't want to pass that over that quick. But you you look at it, man. That's the thing about it. 19 years, bottle and bond, right? And by the way, we're that liquid. They were sitting on that for 19 years, dude. 2000. Was it 2002? Yeah, right. Cause no, 2004. Yeah, four. Because three would be 20 years. Thanks, buddy. It says on the thing, on the back of that, on the top. It says somewhere on there. Two thousand three, two thousand fall. Oh well, it, oh, but it released in fall of twenty two. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're year off on them. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, that's crazy, right? Because 
keep trying to think of something cool to do with the bottles, but I use one as a door stopper. Yeah, holds the office door open. I guess, you know, you could like put it in a um, hot pot of water and delabel it and use it as your private decanter. I just yeah. hate to destroy the, the beautiful, um, because th these bottles are often old decanter that I have a picture of and signed yeah. uh, by the master distiller. I can't remember who signed it. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, well, let's cheers this 15 yeah, let's and cheers see. I, it's got to be a little more perky, I bet. Yeah, that's kind of that's all over your lips and everything. It's, it's heavier too. I told it's you way the richness. more weighty on the tongue. Yeah, the richness. This is light. Get it out of the sun. But this is a little lighter. But now we've only dropped that. Well, we've, we've dropped down uh, six, seven, eight, four years. Four years. Um, but wow, no, come on. I remember when I first had this, it was at, um, we had had a, I think we had an event over at Lit. Right. And then we went over and had dinner. Any guns. Or was some people, anyway, and I, I had, a, and it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's 15. We just had 19. Yeah. And it's, it's rich. It's, it's so, creamy. It's, it's so strange in this point too, when you look at the age statement, right? Because now we're not... You know, super taster, sensual, right? We've, we've expressed that, but you can take um, what's an age statement bourbon that we could? I don't know where you're going. I would help. You. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is, you can if if you're going from six years to twelve years, you can taste the difference in the year, right? You can feel the difference in the year. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, you, Tell me you couldn't. That was a no. You 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 can you can right. But if you but if you've only had fifteen, you don't have nineteen or any of the other ones, right? And then you. I don't know where am I trying to go with this? I'm trying well, to bring two points together, but I can't hit that. It, I could go down to the eight, or I I don't even know if I have an eight. I know I have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I have an eight and a nine. I have to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you do. Because 12 is the only one. That's uh, not in the decanter. Right. Yeah. But it would be nice to go down there where they so-called the sweet spot is and try it next to this 15 because I can't believe it would get that much better than that because that, to me, right. is just amazing. But it's but it's it's neat, too, because... Here's another thing. That's when, been in my basement for six years. Too. Right. Yeah, I know. But when when... When does, see, because that's another thing that we noticed too, when it's not a bottle and bomb, when you look at some of these age statements, the proofing changes on them, right? Typically, the older they are, the proof normally goes up, but sometimes comes down. When you've got a bottle and bond, you've got this 100 proof, right? I don't think there's any mash build difference between the old fits, it's just the years they sit in the barrel. Yeah. Is there a point where the flavor, the flavor you're gonna get is the flavor you're gonna get? Now the depth or intensity of that is gonna heighten or lower yeah. in the year somewhere. 
So it's like you said, you know, they say the sweet the sweet spot is what eight to twelve or six to ten, whatever it is. What's the sweet well? Spot? I thought everybody in general was saying eight to nine years. Eight to nine years. That okay. Sweet spot is. But this fifteen. This but what is, is that sweet years. spot to you? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, there's a richness of what we love in this mash belt, and then depending on the year. And and listen, I mean, let's just be honest. I've already said I've this is the second bottle I've drank out of. Your 19 is better than what I had. Yeah. Yeah. Um thinking about it, yeah, I had I had one last night and then I had or uh, Friday I had one off of the bar and then I poured one of my bottle when I got home. I can't say I don't remember if they were that different, but yeah. It's different today. Like the 19 today was different than what I had Friday. I know that yeah. for sure because it, it's not familiar. It tasted different. Um, but coming down like that, that's that's crazy. Now it just makes me think that 13 is just gonna steal the goddamn show. It's gonna be damn good. <laughs> just gonna steal the show. I was like, it's just gonna get good, better, best, and then we stop because I these are the only two I have right? open. Um, because we've gone through the rest of them. But, um, man, I'm just saying right off the bat, I, I, I am really shocked because I asked what they had them at Outlaw when I was up there at KC last weekend. The Fitz? And I asked the guy, what do you think of the pork chops, the Tatuahi pork chop, you know, Tuxla? And he goes, ah, it's pretty good. And I was like, oh, well, he didn't seem very, you know, but who knows? That, that guy... If he's an outlaw's humidor, that guy has to be smoking a lot of shit to be yeah. able to talk to all the customers yeah. that are through that all yeah. day long. There is. This is actually something funny. I wanted to talk when it came when it came to lounges and humidors. I know we've talked about this a bunch, but somebody asked me. I was on the cruise. I was sitting in the humidor lounge, and we're just talking. You know, like if you want to talk about the best lounge I've ever been in, just for the lounge atmosphere, that fucking cruise lounge was dope because you there wasn't a shop regular, right? There wasn't the regular crowd that knows everybody. Every person, no one, we didn't know who the hell anybody was. None of us. Now we ran into each other a couple times over the week at different times being in the in the, in the, the cigar lounge, right? And a guy asked me, he goes, what do you think about big humidors? I'm like, well, I think it's cool, man. Like if you well-organized humidor that's massive and has, every time you go in, you could literally start at one end of the, of the wall and for three years, every day smoke something different. That is cool as shit, right? Yeah. But if you're trying to sell that, this is where I become a little hypocritical, right? When I talk about, you know, you need to smoke everything to talk about it, okay? Now that's very easy to do over a couple of years when you've got, you know, 400 SKUs. When you have 1,200 or more SKUs, there's gonna be a diminishing return at some point, right? Like you're just gonna be trying to do so much that you're not gonna know it. <laughs> In that instance, especially when it's something like you smoke Tatuaje, okay? You've smoked some of the tucks that releases. Then the butcher cut comes out and someone asks about it, you can go, ah, oh, man, you know, hey, I've smoked some of the other tucks of stuff. It's a good San Andreas, right? That's a good enough answer, right? If you look at someone like Outlaw that's got a wall of Padron, right? They got 64 uh, Lanceros. Basically 64 a house in the brewery. Right? <laughs> Well, hey, have you ever smoked a 64 Lancero? Nah, man, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, Exclusivo guy, and if that Lancero is anything like an Exclusivo, I'm gonna love it. That's enough information, you know what I mean? You never have to have smoked it. There does come a point when you have that much, knowing the company is just as good as knowing the cigar, you know, because you can give this well-ranged answer. 
you know because when well, you look at something like I've that been there. that's overwhelming even for us like every time i walk in there i'm like <laughs> that whole kid in the candy store notion just came to life like i'm gonna be here for a minute we got shit to look at <laughs> you know? I, of all the humidors i've been in i really like stanley's because it's like literally like my basement used to be from the floor or every little inch i could have Bro. a bottle it's all the way to the ceiling and he's got so much shit in there it's like you know dude we walked we last forget, time i was they in forget there. about what shit is yeah. under boxes and shit last time i was in there i remember i bought those killer bees yeah we just pulled a box i was like dude is that a box of killer bees he goes yeah i was like he's like uh, jacob's like I don't know how long it's been sitting there. Like, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Like I found the, Love it. <laughs> the 20s. Yeah. Or is it or the 19? 19 Calaveras. Yeah. 19 Calaveras. They're sitting there and there's like 20 you, of them. You know why 19 Calaveras is one of my favorite years of Calaveras? It's the last year that they left the cigar naked. Every Calaveras after that has been in cellophane. And do they all have the golden ring on the bottom? Nope. That started in 19. Uh, yeah, I was yep. going to say. It started in 19. The foot, the foot in man. That pack I had, you know, or I had like the last, what, maybe five or you six You had 17 years. to, or yeah, 17 or 18 to 22. Yeah. Yeah, you, you had 17 because you, you had the, the black one. So you had 17 up to 22 in there. Anyway, beautiful cigar. So I was lucky to grab that, but that that's like a little treasure hunt, a, a little nugget for the night that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. It was great. That's like a, a couple years ago when I walked into that, that, shop in Arizona and I'm just looking around it's under construction and I found some tat stuff and I'm walking by and there's like almost like in the movies where you find that old painting blow it off I find this like cream colored cellophane box of 18s and I'm like are these for sale he goes yeah I don't even know what the price I was like Haha, check it out I give you $10 stick for it <laughs> yeah. yeah because that's the average and he goes, he goes okay I'm like fucking right dude yeah, like. that's why every time I go to St. James and I walk into Smokers Friendly, and if that Amazon is down there for 10, 9, 10 bucks, I'm gonna buy the whole box. Oh yeah, because I've never had a, a bad Amazon. That's another. Cigar that's great. That I, I was talking love. to Wreck It Rusty the other day. He was moving his humidor around. I wanted to show this picture to you. He, uh, we got some Amazons coming. I thought like, we were gonna get all a of them. To go look at that. Those are all original release sealed boxes of all the Amazons. And he's willing to... He's got open boxes. We're going to get some other stuff out of it, yeah. Yeah. Because I've never had... I haven't had the extra Añejo, the new one. I haven't had it. Um, the Honestly, the last, I think, Amazon I bought was the uh, Fuma de Acor. I don't know, that was last year. I had to say that three times. Fuma no, I don't even know if I said it right. Actually, I can say that. Fuma de Ocor? Oh, I will. Fuma yeah. de Ocor? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you can do that right. And by the way, um, we got a lot to catch up on the podcast today, but I have especially gone out and have purchased some sugar fire um, brisket. Yes. On Hawaiian buns. Jalapeno uh, peppers for a little later. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. A little, I made some fresh salsa. So. Right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I watched that Chimp Empire. Yeah, that was gnarly. And what then was, I, what was Chimp saying? Empire. You told oh, me Chimp about Empire. it. Empire. Yeah. yeah. And then James Reed, the guy that directed it, was on Rogan this week. So they were embedded with those chimps. 
they were actually filming them. Camera crews were following these chimps. It's amazing. But I found out why they were able to do that. So in that region, there have been scientists in that region studying that uh, tribe or group of chimps for 20 years. So that's why the chimps were so okay. You know, and he was talking, he goes, there's a rule, like it's a national, or I don't know if national is the word, but there's a rule, you can't be within seven meters of the chimps. He's like, you can't. And he's like, that footage you see, like when they're chasing them on a hunt, like they're ripping that monkey apart. He goes, this wasn't a zoomed in lens. We were 21 feet away watching them do this and just, you're on the camera. And he's like, he goes, there's a point where you have to, you gotta put, right? Because everyone says the same thing. like. It's so weird because in the world, the closest biological thing to a human are those chimps. They're like two chromosomes away from being you. That's why or I... Or me. That's and why. they're like, they rock this monkey from a tree and rip his shit apart. And they're like, yeah, first time you see it. It's, he goes, he's, he's British. Smoky. He goes, it's kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But after that, you're like, oh, they're just eating. Darwin's theory. You know, I'm not a religious guy, spiritual, but not yeah, religious. Right? Come on, man. And he you said, You don't believe in evolution? You hey, watch those guys. And he said, he those said, And you're like, Whoa. He said, the crazy thing about it, and this is what no one wants to tell you, you don't want to hear. He goes, Those chimps don't live on those monkeys, they live on fruit. It's sport. And the treat at the end is you get to eat the monkey. So you saying we don't have the same thing going on? And what he said, what I, Rogan, yeah, I, I, I like his podcast. I don't agree with a lot of the dumb things he says, but I do agree with a lot. He, like the science stuff I love. He goes, for any of you that want to go, oh my God, he goes, we're not doing it on the same level, right? Like we're not chasing your cousin into a tree and ripping him apart. But think about, look, I'm an elk hunter. He goes, elk are born to run away from wolves. I corner him from 70 yards and put an arrow through his chest. He doesn't even know it's coming. Yeah, you know, it's like, if you mark it down to just a hunt, yeah, it makes sense. But James Reed, he's like, he's like, yeah, here's the problem. They don't need to survive to do that. Like, it's it's sport. It, it isn't any different today. Yeah, and he was saying, they were talking about, he's like, well, do any of the chimps get curious? He goes, you know, the chimps have been there long enough. He goes, it is really wild. Like in that, I think it's in the second episode when you see them, they, they stalk up on that hunt and they just kind of come past the cameras and the cameras start following them out. He goes, that's about as close. He goes, that's a little nervous because it comes out of nowhere. Like there's something they're doing with each other. And as soon as that one chimp starts going on patrol, they mount up and like everyone's, they're moving tactically and shit. But he goes, there was one chimp. He goes, you don't see him on camera because he kept getting too damn close. He was the curious one. He's like, he would just come out. Like, you wouldn't see him. He just pops his head out of the bushes. He's like three feet from you staring at you. Just trying to figure out what you're doing. So then like they have to like, based on that agreement, they, they stand up and they got to they gotta move. And they're walking you know? upright a yeah. lot. Well, and they said, they said the reason that they have to stay away from it's not it's not that they're worried about interacting with them. They're like a common cold from a human could be uh, deathly to a chimp. Right. You know, because the, 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 the biome's not there or whatever. They said that's the main reason from staying away. Um, but yeah, then I found out there's like a same, a same kind of group of chimps like that that's on the other side of yeah, Africa. Like the, uh, they hunt with spears. Of... Oh. They actually spearfish. These monkeys, they actually, these chimps actually spearfish. Well, let me they don't. They don't like sharpen them like to a point, but they actually they use sticks. They walk up into these mud gollops, and they'll hit the ground. Did you say mud gollops? Yeah, like 
mud areas. I don't know. I like and, it. Like, it it's really good. It fucking, mud I, I, I may have just made that word up. I traded the A in Gallup for an O. Gallup. Gallup. Yeah. It's like being tetrified. You're Whatever. But dude, they were the saying time. these chimps are the biggest chimps they've ever mm -hmm. seen. They're monsters, man. They're monster big chimps. And I've seen a lot of chimp documentaries. And man, they are wicked. When they all get in their game faces and they're going in and they're getting... They're patrolling and shit? They, yeah, They man. just rip you apart. Yeah. Whew. It's all a right. wild shit. But that was great. I did like that. Um... That's it, really, man. I mean, you know, we're kind of seeing. No, we haven't even talked about the bat the end of the whole battle hawk. That's what I was just getting into. <laughs> yeah, so we just get ready to go. The yeah, because I got a lot to say about that. I wish that I could speak my mind on this, and then the head guys from the XFL could hear it because I don't know. And there, there might be some people that say it all ended up great. It, nah, the, the parody nah. was stupid, terrible. I'm just like, okay, let me just throw it out there because frisky today whatever listen you've got this whole market of eight teams correct huh eight teams okay st louis is holding 65 percent of the xfl market in merchandising everything so you set this up we only have eight goddamn teams oh, God do you know that that would have only taken that ain't no big deal sorry about that, that ain't no big deal. um you got eight teams and you've got the second best team in the league plays another great team the sea dragons virtually tie but in the midst of this watching nobody including uh espn or whoever is watching has no idea how this no is one even changed the narrative right we all thought because we had if they didn't score 34 Dude, points we were in what what freaked what what annoyed me know. what annoyed me and i told you i told you this like inside that little group we were talking shit too but i told you this up until like two and a half minutes in that game they kept saying the magic number 20 they never hit it they never hit it and then all of a sudden i'm like there's a minute 30 left and they're kneeling we a ball i'm this. like what are they like are they defeating i'm like they're just giving up like, that's not right and then all of a sudden it's your the battle hawks are out here go the the whomever the dragons or whatever like wait what what do you mean that doesn't make any sense you can't just change the rules in the middle of the game. <laughs> I don't know. It was bizarre. And so then, then I see the XFL Super Bowl, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't even. We got the game before that. DC and the Dragons. Oh yeah. The Dragons. Now listen. How do you come to St. Louis? And I thought they played great they, in St. Louis. Uh, uh. They played like shit in DC. <laughs> how do you have five 12 men on the field? I mean, the, the Sea Dragons just, like, fell apart. St. Louis being there would have been a better game. Yeah. We played them two times within seven points. Yep. Um, and this was early on. AJ hadn't played in a while, so he was getting his groove on. Yep. So I think that would have been a bigger, a better fit. And then, so DC wins. Now you've got the Guardians, a 4-3 and three team who beats, well, they were 4-3 and three at the time, beats. Um, the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. And now they get in, and then you've got a four and three team who gets in. I mean, why does why did everybody's in the playoffs the first year? Well, that's what we had talked about right after I'm like, that game. Come on. I'm like, you got eight. That would have taken one extra week. Yes. And you play, you do it like everyone else, right? One plays eight, two plays seven, three, so on and so forth, right? Make it fair. That's how the rankings of the teams, right? I just play them out like that. No big deal. 
But then you get to the, the championship game, right, which I did watch. And the Guardians come up and beat them, beat the, beat the, uh, beat DC, and, which fine, cool, whatever. 22,000 people in this stadium, right? If just based on, I think, the amount of people we personally talk to over the home games here, if the, if the Battle Hawks had been in that game, there'd have been 18,000 fans from St. Louis. Absolutely. In Austin. I would have been there. Yeah. I'd have been there too if I wasn't cruising, but we'd have been there, right? I told you I was going to take the red eye and fly in, right? (laughs) That wouldn't have even worked. I've been stuck at the airport. (laughs) But but yeah, you you look at that and you see that, and it's like, hang on. And you're hooting and hollering about it. And like, yo, The Rock and Danny Garcia and, and the other guy that owns it, they're all like, yeah, we did it. I'm like, bro, your championship game didn't even have as many people in the stadium as our Thursday night game did. Yes. And the cable ratings? Bad. Yeah. Bad. So, anyway, I here my other frustration is, you know, ticket holders. I've never been a ticket holder, but I have with the Battle Hawks. Um, yeah, my first two. And they don't, they don't do, they're like, oh, you know, they didn't do anything for the season ticket holders, in my opinion. They put us on that main level. Toilets are overflowing. An hour to get a drink. And <laughs> you remember that game? An hour to get shit. any merchandise. How the hell can I even watch the game? It's going to take me an hour to get a drink, an hour to get any merchandise. I've already missed half the game if, yeah. if I watched anything. Yeah. I'd rather just, like we talked, I know originally we were talking about maybe trying to get that front row and doing that. I'm glad we didn't pull the trigger on that. Um, like I said, we did our, our reserve thing to have the option to buy the seats first next year. That's it. But I'm also like, if you remember, what, six rows behind us, the seats were $41. Ours were 80 or some I shit. Believe. But you then know? they open up. We sell out. Season ticket holders, thank you very much for spending all the money and supporting us. Yeah. Now. And what? Season ticket holders with that whole level. second row, right? Or that second ring? Right. Yeah. First and right. second ring? Okay. So now they're going to open okay. the club level. Carpeted, beautiful restaurants. Fucking recliners with TV Recli- I mean, and TV, everything. And we're going we're gonna to open that up for $44 or 40 bucks, whatever. Stupid. So then now our tickets are worth nothing if we if we don't if I have well, four seats. Say you're out of town, like something comes up for work, you gotta be out of town or, or you have a name any emergency, family emergency, the fucking the pool folds in half. You gotta be it's anything, right? You can't sell your tickets. No one's buying the tickets. No. Because why why am I yeah, the seats are great, but why am I gonna give you two hundred and forty dollars? When we like could just go spend 120 bucks, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, why? And all of the club level wasn't sold out. So if you just get up on yeah. the elevator with another ticket holder, you can sit anywhere you want. Right. And level. wasn't that the funniest shit in the world? I'm just like, what? What? We go up, There's and of nothing. course, of course, we sweetened the girl at the door, and like we were being nice, you know. Like we weren't flirting or hitting on anybody. Just, the girl was having a bad day. We were being nice to her. She was letting us come in and off the elevator as we please, right? They want to stop you and ask you for your tickets. Like, I'm a season ticket holder, bro. Like, this is my dome. <laughs> this is my dome. We're keeping the lights on right now. And I go to the right bathroom, now. and there's no line up there, and I go two floors, whatever it is. Anyway, I'll wrap it up. But I'm just like, listen, 
And it was even, I'm not buying a season pass to the parking lot anymore mm -hmm. either because that was stupid Not if too. you can just show up and pay 50 bucks for the damn park. Right, and two times it was so goddamn cold and windy, it's not even viable even to even go. be down there. Yep. So we're gonna do it all different next year. Yeah. All different. Yeah. And it'll still be the same enthusiasm, but you know. Just not with a big down payment, you know? I think that's ridiculous. Why? And well, why would they not? It's silly. And look, I'll, I'm, I'm, we're always going to be Battlehawk fans, right? We're going to be enthusiasts for the team, but this kind of makes it a little interesting, right? Because we don't. All of our hot players, they've they've signed contracts with NFL teams. But now, whether they, whether they make the team or they don't, or say they make the practice squad, they're there for a year. Well, when that season ends, they're not going to sign off and come back to the XFL. The XFL right? has first crack at them if they don't make the NFL or if they get cut. Yeah, Butler gets cut, Butler gets cut from the Steelers. He's right back but with St. Louis. We well, he was with the Steelers when he got cut the first time. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand He's going to go in camp, yeah. and drop 50% of his balls, and yes. then he'll be back but with the Battlehawks, and that'll be it. All they've said is they get first crack. They haven't said how many seasons. Until the middle of the beginning of the next season, it's the open game. And by the way, that's my surfer gal. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy, man. I don't I don't really know what or how it's gonna do. You know, it's interesting because. But we'll be there. We'll be support. Yeah, we'll be there regardless. I mean, it is kind of fun if you think about it. Right? I said we got a new freshman class. That's what I was joking right. about. I'm like. Every time we go, every year we go to the game, there might be seven, eight new starters. You know, you don't know. I think the big question is who our quarterback's going to be because I AJ is definitely a prime candidate for a backup quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Now, whether he gets picked up or not, and maybe he says, hey, I'd rather just come back with the Battlehawks. Right. My kids can see me start and play again, and we'll right. go. Yeah, hey, Jimmer Gimmer. Yo, so Jim. We didn't watch Cardinal baseball because one, we're on a podcast and we, oh, we're having a little, sorry, sorry. little thing Jim. going. And uh, sorry, you know, we didn't prep for you because you no communicado whatsoever. I mean, I haven't had any communicado with you in three weeks. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, know that. you're in meetings. I'm like, where? Where is he in Arizona at some sort of special <laughs> meeting? St. Louis. No, Jimbo. Keep, keep, keep doing your thing. Yeah. So we're just chilling, and uh, yeah, I had all kinds of stuff ready for you when you came. If you came, didn't know you would be anyway. Nice. Good to hear. Get your little Is his swimming suit in there in the basket? Yep. Of course it's it is. He's got his little swimming suit. What is that? Yes, sir. Homemade buffalo. Yes, sir. Guys always I put a pudge on today. Never know. There's gonna always. be some good eating. Yeah. Oh, I was just in case. Um, it's always. All right. Yeah, I got a reserve in that bathroom too. I got a bathroom suit. What's the name for Jim again? Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Slim Jim. In the house. We still gotta order his uh, his apron. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's cheers this. So We're this down. This is our last one. Uh, Thirteen. All right. See what this one's like. Wow.
So I'm gonna start this with none of our drinking options today have sucked. I took a little bigger than usual. This will be uh, one of the most expensive pouring podcasts we've ever done. Right, we've had three pours and we've spent probably, in some bars, uh, like 600. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Because somewhere I was, I there, it says, hey, I see you got a 19 fits. How much for that for a pour? 150. Yeah. I'm like, eh. I just started laughing. Fuck yourself, yeah. I'm Sorry. just laughing. Yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's that craziness right there. Hey, he doesn't, that's not his kind of ice, whatever. <laughs> Slim Jim likes. He's got drinking ice and packing ice and cool ice. He's got his ice planned out for sure. Um, God, that is just amazing too. I think, again, this is very good, but I think 15 is the banger. Really? Yeah, I think. I think 15 is the bigger. It is a little heavier, maybe. You think? Well, what's interesting is coming into 13, like all that sweetness is still there that's inside fits. That's not gone away. It was heavier in 15. In 13, there's more of the proof available. But here's the other thing, too. It's like... It's like the cigar. Mm-hmm. 13 feels lighter, but full body. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? I'm with you, yeah. This one definitely is the... You got the, you got spiciest the heavy of the three. and the, the punch of all those beautiful, rich layers. Here, you got the same thing, only it's a little lighter. It feels like more full body. But, shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, That's good, man. Yeah. I, it's we crazy. Large today. Yeah, we're Agua fucking Farm. we're unicorn and shit today. Damn, you ain't kidding. We are unicorn and shit today. This is great. Um, yeah, but chilling, man. I'm excited. Um, How's are the Cardinals you, winning? They were. Well, that's good because yeah, they're knocking the shit out of the ball. What do you think of the cigar? Let's, let's do that before we kind of move into another subject. Right? I love it. I absolutely think it's, love it. I appreciate you bringing it to the great. table. I think it's great. Yeah, I got I got some for you to keep too, but I I one I want to talk the packaging on this first because you know, he's the only one that's done this. But when you go back to the pork chops, the little peats, um, the pork loins, loin chops, like he's done these a, a bunch of times. It had been about ten years, but they're I it literally looks like it's packed in a meat plant. It looks like a chuck, a, a rump. Like and, a you rump know, and you know what goes in my head when we were talking about this? What? The Mandalorian episode, and it was during the Bubba Fat series when he goes into the meat locker where all <laughs> With the, the dark the dog yeah. face looking motherfuckers are cutting up alien cows. Yeah. And I'm like, is that where they're having the, the pork chop package for yep. Tatoahe? <laughs> See how my mind works? I don't know. It's crazy. Because that's a meat packer package. Mm-hmm. It's got this probably is- a. A waxed. It's remnant of like no. You still go to a butcher today. They still use and that's but this is butcher paper. Like when you feel it, is it waxed on the inside yeah, of it? Yeah, it's that's butcher beautiful. paper. Um, and like when you go to a butcher still to this day, they still butcher paper. Wrap it up. You get it. They got the the, the brown paper tape. Right, goes all over the whole thing. That's how they wrap it out, and that's how they they serve it up. And I, I think it's great. The packaging is awesome. Even when you look at it, it's like the meat packing label. That's how it's designed. I know, I love it. It's it's awesome. I I think it's great. It's some of the best packaging. I love it. I just wish I'd have thought of 
tattoo before he did. <laughs> Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> what you know? The funny thing is, is there is the packaging has been crazy from punches. Um, I know I I float away from the mic, but punches like the Chinese. Yeah, the kung, the kung pao. The kung pao. Or the takeout box. The box takeout box. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, we had talked about this before, and I, I I've been noticing it more now a little bit. But, you know, everything went from... Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, my God, you everything got a went a from you're gonna throw in big, <laughs> big flamboyant label packaging, you know, the label whore edition yeah. packaging, and now things are starting to come back to the retro cedar box, right? Like, it's, it's something I'm glad, like, with the exception of the Monster series... Todd Tuahe is never gone weird or flashy, I should say. They haven't. Maybe the advent counter would be the most flashy thing Todd has done, right? But even inside Pepin, Pepin has colored boxes and nice artwork in them, but even everything Pepin does is still a remnant of, you know, it's, it's, I don't, you know how different uh, times of art will have different names, right? Like Victorian. Yeah, he's never all overdone his art. No, it, it's I that. I mean, if anything, it's been minimal. It's that Caribbean flashy artwork that you see inside the boxes. I mean, our labels changed. are flashier. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And by the way, I have a new name for a cigar and story that I think is fantastic, but I can't even say it online for fear. That somebody will steal it, but I off okay off thing. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get really okay. excited. Here's the thing. I think it's a. It's a just name. don't be heartbroken if someone's already done it. I don't think so. You're really excited right now. And we, I, we've had this conversation before where I'm he goes, sure. bro. He tells me I'm like, oh yeah. Here's the problem. So either we add it, which we were talking about not adding anything to the black and white series, and we move on to the old ones, or we we. While we're working on the old one, still we throw one more into the black and white series. Well, you know the beautiful thing about owning it. I think we could have it out by October, and I think really like the name. I think October would be great. It would be a box release in the black and white series. I think you might like it, or we do it. But I'm not going to say online because I don't want to get other guys. All right. Well, so I guess we're just going to call the podcast now because now I'm excited. I want to turn this fucking thing off. No, I'm kidding. We're not done yet. Oh, okay, good. We're not done because we got to finish. Yeah. And by the way, I got, got uh, Oogie Woogie. Oogie Woogie. Oogie Woogie yeah, or Boogie Woogie? Oogie Boogie? Um, gifted Oogie Boogie. These. They're very nice. Very exciting. Mm. But this cigar is phenomenal. It's really cool in one of these scenarios, right? Because every, we, we know everyone knows on our Cyclops, we use Mexican San Andreas on our Cyclops, right? This talks about Mexican San Andreas. Obviously not the same plant, not the same leaf growth, but it's cool because that chewiness, that density, the 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 tannings, I guess you can call it, the legs from the cigar. Some of the aftertaste the entire time I smoked the cigar remind me of the Cyclops, right? Because of the wrapper. It's just the wrapper. It's the mouthfeel play a little bit, you know? But it is there a little bit. And it's fun when you start to think about it that way. When you Sometimes it's fun to just think about the cigar in itself. But then it's fun to try and take it and look about something that it may remind you of. Or it creates a, like a memory pathway to something you've had before, right? Those nuances. That's what's really cool about this. And, I mean, we've been smoking this for an hour and seven minutes. Let me ask you another question for our viewers or whatever. 
Explain tanning. Mm, I can't. What I understand about tanning, so tannings are legs, right? These. This are the, the tannings comes from wine. Well, so because like, I asked Janine about it, I said, explain to me tannings. And she said the tannings is kind of, um, hey, speaking of that, hey, Janine, can you explain to us tannings in the wine industry? It's a chemical reaction that's in uh, this and that. Is, I can't remember all the technical terms, but it's this and that reacts and it does this and that to the red wine. So this and that reacts to this and that and does that to the red wine. This, that, and a composite. So I'm okay. going to go with... It's mainly in red wines and it, it can interact with stuff also depending on whether what kind of barrels that are in, whether it's stainless, whether it's barrels. I was thinking the same thing. I know, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the technical. But we're not a technical podcast, so there's yeah. some tanning. No, what, what I what I'm saying about that is like when you look at the legs, the tannings for me are like when I drink when I drink a red wine and that tartness sits in the middle of your tongue, like it's holding on. That's what I equate to tannings, right? Like in a whiskey, when you when you swish a whiskey and it's got those thick legs that just hold the damn glass, it just sits there. That whiskey tends to be heavier. It tends to be more dense. It's more flavorful. With San Andreas wrapper, I like to use the term tanning on that because I feel like San Andreas, that, that cotton mouth, that dry mouth sense, that's what I'm saying, the tanning, the way it hangs out and it looms around. It doesn't go anywhere. What? All of a sudden, the wind picked up for a minute. Well, yeah, we're, we're invoking, we're invoking gods here, bro. Trees like, we're talking some I mean, shit. how could you have a more beautiful night? Yeah. Damn. I mean, I cannot think. And here's the other thing. We're drinking Green Label Oak Fixture, Green Label Pork Chops from Tatuaje. How can it get any better? Oh, nailed that. And I'm that. sure it will be. Nailed that. We've got a lot going on here at the old uh, Agua Ranch this afternoon. I got to say, so thir 13 is, you're an asshole if you say any of this sucks because none of it sucks. Oh, but hell no. I think if we're going... Now I will say this: if you're talking about mouthfeel and taste and what I'm what I'm into, like that higher proof feeling, I'm going 13 all day. It, it has the, we know they're all 100 proof. But it's right? a little lighter, a little full, fuller body. But it, yeah, it's got more. 15 is just like 15 is the crown. You got the, it's a little heavier. It's just yeah. It's the it's the medium medium build is 15, and then 19 okay, yeah, actually 19 is. We're almost like talking like bourbon nerds now. I mean. Listen, we're, just, well, we we're are, drinking old we fits. Come on. Right let's, now, we're Let's cast we're this like shit over. We're drinking old fits. Yeah, that's yeah. why the wind's blowing, because we're, we're invoking them. And the cool yeah. thing is we're blowing out two of the last open bottles I have. going to have to... I have two extras. I'm not really sure which ones they are, but I, to be honest with you, I think the extra ones I have are 15 and 13. Beautiful. Yeah. So I thought you were pretty much three bottles deep on all of them. We've drank a lot of them. Oh, shit. I, I, will, I, will, I will take blame for someone especially that. on a late night when we get going and we're like oh just start throwing some hundred dollar bills on the table no, it's always like going. it's like hey bro we got time for like two more drinks and one more I'm like cigar. okay it's let's like, just finish this bottle throw okay. 100 down let's, or 200. Uh, let's go okay what's your venmo <laughs> let's just go ahead and start hooking this shit up hell uh, it's cheaper yeah. than being at a bar for sure not lying man i mean that's one thing, so um, I was on a cruise last week. So yeah, that's, talk about that. Well, I, w I wanted to talk about being on a bar. This is what, so this is only the second cruise I've ever been on. Um, I've been on Royal Caribbean. 
and then this was Norwegian. Now, the difference is on this cruise, we did the Haven, which is the VIP treatment and service. And uh, overall, if people want to know, look, for if you're if you're an adult and you want to do the drink package and the food package, you're going to spend about $800 a person to do a seven-day cruise, right? Your food's included. Drink Only is 800 included. 800 seven days? That's pretty Now, great. for the VIP, this is, I promise you, this was the cost per dollar jump. 800 with drink food package, all that, to VIP with, uh, <laughs> you had a butler, drink to room service, private pools, private bars, 1225 a person. So for 425 more dollars, like when you want to go to dinner, you take a private elevator to dinner. Wow. You know I'm, what I mean? Like that. it that's it. I know people are like, oh my god, I'm like, but I'm telling you, and this is also the cool thing of the cruises. We paid that over time. It's not like you run the credit card one time, you're good to go. You have six months to pay it. You have to pay you have to be paid in full six months before embarkment of the boat. So you have like six months when you book it to do it. And if you go gold member and you're single, is it like a you'll knock at your door at like ten o'clock hey at night? There were a lot of single dudes that were all in their seventies, but I knew what they were doing. They were trying to get that cruise mama but it was really cool sitting down i i was drinking like i said it was really cool because the reason i say if you're talking cruises norwegian beats royal like the the available spirits to you to enjoy when i was on royal the best bourbon on the boat was buffalo trace okay now scotch is very big on these because you have a lot of international travelers so I did rebuy that whole Quest collection, the Lumina, the Enigma, um, Quest, Gold, and Amber. I bought that whole collection again, so I've got all those bottles backed up again. Um, but on this boat, when you looked at bourbon, 1792 Sweet Wheat, 1792 Rye, E.H. Taylor Small Batch, E.H. Taylor Single Barrel. Um, that a ain't bunch bad. Like that. Yeah, keep going. That ain't bad. Yeah, he stepped away for a second, but he said he had a lot of small batch E.H. Uh, Taylor. You cannot go wrong with that. That shit is money. And not to mention sweet wheat and high rye, 1792. If he had the availability of that, that is fantastic as well. I just cannot imagine a more beautiful day. There's not a cloud in the sky, um, and we're drinking Old Fitz, a lamb chop tatawahe. It's fantastic. We have Slim Jimmy who came to the party. We're watching the Cardinals in a four-game series with the Dodgers. Um, and I'm assuming most of these people that are listening are Cardinal people. Listen, we've been in such a slump, but right now we're only five games out of first. We just played um, the Milwaukee Brewers. We, we won that series, and now today we are in, um, let me see, we're in the bottom of the eight and 10-5 Cardinals. So I'm not saying we're World Series right now, but we are slowly making our way back. And it's fun, especially for Cardinal fans and St. Louis fans who support shit no matter what. We're bottom of the eight, 10 5. So, anyway, he, he just got back on his cruise doing that. He's explaining all of that. Um, I need to get on one of these cruises. I've never done it. I mean, 
as far as cruises, I mean, I'm a pontoon boat kind of guy. We've been on the pontoon, but not not a cruise yet. Jimmy, never, Jimmy, have you done a cruise? Yes. Do you like it? You need to go on a cruise at least once. Okay, to once. say that you've done it and then see if you're going to go back. The first one I went on with my honeymoon it was awesome, but that was 100 years ago. And cruising has changed. I went on one about three years ago. I probably wouldn't do it again because going to Cayman or just parking somewhere or going on and doing all inclusive in the Bahamas or something would be much better. But the cruise, you got to at least do it one time to say, Oh, my God, because, you know, you, you just, you cruise, it's, it's really fun, there's a lot of fun to it, it's value, it's not worth it value-wise, it really isn't, but you'll, you'll get so much more value if you go to, uh, go somewhere, just go to Grand Cayman, or go to freaking, you know, uh, one of the British Isles. So I think we would enjoy it, but I would like to see, like, let's do a cruise with stick figure, Let's get the elevators. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's get all the party island uh, yeah, music guys. Or, and then we got yeah, concerts, and then we're stopping. We're That's back different. on because we know we got yeah. Stick Figure playing that night. Hey, yeah. And we're. Yeah, you don't have to do every excursion. No, you, you don't. You don't have yeah. to get off at every port. The, but what you do is you're like, now that sounds like fun. You go. And, you know, once you port, you know, and you're, you're you're there for five hours. It's not like ah, oh, this sucks after half an hour. I'm going back on. No, you're not. Yeah. You wait until you have to go back and then get onto the ship. But it's it's um, trust me. If you with a bunch of friends. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things too. It's like if if you want to travel to these places, you get to you get to see them, and then you kind of build off of that. You know what I mean? It's like we were we hit. Uh, Tortula, and we went over to Yas Van Dyke. And I got to go to the Soggy Dollar Bar. I got to jump off the boat, swim up. Well, there you go. Right. See? Well, yeah. Now I did that. Now I'm trying to figure out how I can spend a week in Tortula. <laughs> well, that's my whole thing. Cayman. Cayman was one of the stops. It was Cozumel, Cayman. There was a there was a Labadee, You know, that's Royal Caribbean's own resort mm -hmm. on the uh, on the island of Haiti, which is an absolute crap hole that you never want to go to. Except it's right there. But what we figured out by spent doing some of the excursions or just getting off like at Grand Cayman we got off Lucy and I went to Seven Mile Beach which is the if you don't have sunglasses you'll go blind go white and we went and we hung out on the beach for three and a half hours went to a little cantina went back on I'm like I could look that's what I how do you even come back from that I mean you come back to like real life well, yeah. and then drive up north to try well, to it's just get the money. traffic the money brings you back yeah. you're like okay now I gotta pay for this and whatever but I'm saying you spend seven days and you're like okay and that's the thing we will go to Cayman someday and spend you know four or five days there just going to Cayman it's clean it's British you know, Ron, it's Yeah, so these these cigars are just bangers, man. Man, I'll tell you what. I like them. Bangers. So. Well, let's see. What else do we, we, we got to catch up with? Well, um, nothing else crazy, right? I mean, Chimp Empire, watch that. Um, 
You've been seeing all the Yellowstone drama? So they're officially ending season five. Season five is the end of Yellowstone. There's going to so be one six more, more episodes. Oh. And then it's done. Um, oh, I wanted to tell you. I had you watch Justified, right? With yeah. Timothy Olyphant? It's coming back. I've only gotten in, through season oh, two. It's coming back. He's in... Uh, it's a one-season thing. He, he's in Detroit. It's a it's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's coming back. I saw a preview for it when I was gone. Um, but I think there's been some problems with Sheraton. He's not getting the content well, fast enough for him. The and issue... With uh, Costner's schedule, yeah, Costner had something laid out and he scheduled, and they didn't have the content done ready for him to film. And there's been some shit back and forth because he can't. I mean, the guy. I mean, I I don't even know how he does it. But I don't know. Short, but they're short on content to get season five going. They're. I don't, that's the problem too, is like there hasn't been a definitive answer out of anybody. The only definitive answer we know now is these last episodes of this season are the end of Yellowstone as it is now. Which it should be. Um, How long but, can it go on? Well, right. Get it over with. And now um, supposedly, um, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Hey, is, yeah, he's, he's got he's in. He's going to do something. But also... They keep saying that like Beth and Rip and Casey and all them like they're still in to do the show, so it's what's the spent like what do you do like does Dutton die is you know you got to do something, but that'll be that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, the PGA is on right now. We actually got to check. Freaking, I got to see what's going on. There's some bunnies, but um, PGA's been cool because they're. They allowed all of the um, live live players to play in the five major championships, and right now one of those live players is ahead by four strokes. Brooks Kepka is leading the PGA right now, PGA Championship. Bryson DeChambeau is tied fourth, so it'll be cool, man. I mean, I don't know. It's good golf. It's good. It's an interesting, cl- interesting club too. It's in New York, and like. It's always funny when you watch the professional golf tournaments because, like, their par fours are 500 yards long and shit like that. Well, there's one hole on this course in New York that's a par four and it's only 300 yards. So you have guys that try and drive the green, right? But if you overdrive it, you're way back and out of bounds. If you drive it short, the whole front of the green is lipped by sand traps. So it's curious to watch because everybody's attack is to land in the middle sand trap and then hike it up onto the green and roll it to the hole. So you're like intentionally watching these professional golfers dump a ball into a sand trap. I can see Just that. to see where they build off of that. Which is why. Uh, we just got, wait a minute, is this replay or do we, or do we get two more rows? I don't know about that one. All right, buddy, well, let's cheers this and then let's, uh, yeah. let's wrap this podcast out. Let's hang yeah, out. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. Yeah. Well, listen, man, from the Viking here at the Agua Ranch, yeah. and he's got his nice little uh, straw hat on. I haven't put mine on because I've been in the, sun, uh, in the shade, but um, appreciate you guys listening as always. I'm the Bourbon Cowboy. I'm going to then let you go out. Yeah, we're going to do something a little different. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we'll see you next week. All right. Yeah. Molly, guys, thank you so much. We'll be back. Patreon, enjoy the video. Um, clear blue water, nobody pees in the pool. It's always safe. 
uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll have some fun stuff going with you. And uh, thanks, guys. Take care. All right.